0: Hello there, I'm Dominique saint you're listening to Go Podcast. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, something interesting that is coming very soon. Uh, th- I think it's on uh, Go on, uh, 122, it will be iterators, and, uh, you know, it's it's, it's not a, a huge change that will uh, throw you uh, out of your chair or something like that, but, uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. To me, it feels uh, it feels good to have uh, those kind of changes, even after uh, that many years and things like that. It, it's nice to see that coming. Uh, before we dive in, though, I mean, uh, if, uh, again, I mean, if, if you want to support uh, this uh, this podcast and you you appreciate the content, uh, make sure you check uh, my courses. I have two courses. One that just uh, came out last month, which is called "Build a Google Analytics in Go." I also have a build sas apps in go so those are two uh online courses that can be bought from my uh my website uh there's a, a discount on the show note as well if you want to uh if you want to support this or you are genuinely interested into those kind of topic and uh, and content and whatnot um also, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a French-Canadian, basically, so, I, yes, I'm not pronouncing my S's at the right place. I don't pronounce the H and things like that. There's a lot of things that I don't do properly in English. My first language is French. Uh, in Quebec, we speak French, even though Canada is, uh, you know, it, it seems to be mostly English, but, uh, you know, we are a bilingual countries, and the, the province of Quebec... You know, I do have French first, so the 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 native language of all people in Quebec is French. Again, so small aside, but uh, yes, it's something like uh, um, uh, that I've heard a little bit. So yes, I uh, I tend to not pronounce things properly, which which I'm totally fine with. If you want to, uh, you know to save some time as well you know uh, lots of people told me that they <laughs> listen to me at 2x and uh, and you know it's it's still very uh, very nice so uh, maybe my uh, normal pace is probably very slow and at 2x well you still have all the content in half the time which is good alright let's return to uh, to this uh, iterators thing so Iterators are nice, uh, especially uh, well. In my opinion, well, I and I, I keep saying that I I I start to feel like I am repeating myself, but uh, I mean, I've I've worked mostly with data in in all my careers. So to me, iterators on a large data set that I I need to build an ETL around or any kind of uh, you know data processing is is great. Uh, so. If you are not familiar with iterators uh so the 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 fir- the first example that I can give is is you know could be a, a very easy easy thing so in, instead of doing a for loop with uh you know let let's let's say that you want to loop over uh integers value from zero to one hundred for example so you need you need to do a you know you need to do something like that so you would you would do a for you know High equals zero and you know semicolon i uh, is 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 less than one hundred and you know semicolon i plus plus whatever the the traditional for loop that we are all used to uh, to to do. So what what is coming very soon is that the range operator will be a, it will be able to range over an int value. So that you know that's probably the simplest way of thinking about iterators, to be frank. So let's start with that. So in uh you know when 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 this uh, this change is live on on the go uh, the stable branch, if you will, well you will be able to do something like for I uh, column equal range, a constant or a an int value it could be a function as well and anything that is an int and it will it will you know it will loop from zero to that value uh, exclusively so, um so that's you know that's just a small a small way to uh to do to do a for loop if you will but without uh i don't know without the traditional for loop so it's it's that is good you know that is good because you you can think of readability for example it's a little bit uh less verbose uh i personally i i am a blind person if you don't know so i mean to me to me it, feel, it feels good uh, it's not like for loops are extremely difficult, uh, to, uh, you know, to parse or, or to hear in a screen reader and whatnot, but I mean, it's, it's just a little bit sm- a smaller cognitive, uh, effort that needs to be, uh, to be put there, but uh you know since we are already using those four range kind of way of doing that for for most of the thing you know maps you can have that for slices you can have that for channels as well so i mean it i i think it's natural that at some point we uh, we also have that for int so that being that being said th- you know this is interesting but th- this is not this is not really what uh I find the most in- interesting or exciting to be frank so to me iterators the way that I am seeing that uh you know the proposal is uh is shaping up and uh, this is probably what we will what we'll receive at some point is that um like I was saying, if we if we return to my example of having a lot a, a, a you know a, a large data set. When I mean what I mean by large data set, I mean let's let's say that you have a, a flat file, uh, it could be a CSV, it could be wh- whatever. You need to process something for each line of a I don't know, a five gigabyte file. So in traditional way that we are doing today uh, we we need to well first of all read the file probably you know uh, kind of split that in uh, you know in, in line uh, by line feed or whatever I mean at some point you will you will receive a slice that correspond to uh, one element is one line in in your file the downside with that is that you you will you will still need to read that thing entirely into memory, and uh, you know re- could could be fine uh, reading five gigabytes uh, at once. But I mean, at some point you you will you will still need a lot of a lot of RAM on, on the servers and whatnot to uh, just to do that. A preferred way to handle that that kind of uh, that kind of file size, if you will, for uh, for for processing. Is, is to uh, to try to limit the number of memory that you are loading and uh, the, you know the amount of data that you are reading, which is, uh, you know, lowering, if, if that's a word, uh, the amount of memory that is used. And the iterators that, that are coming soon uh, will allow us to, uh, to yield some result as we are reading them. So imagine, that we could have a function that is responsible for reading just a tiny part. could be it could be uh, reading, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe five or 10 lines at the, at the same time, whatever, or maybe just one line, and it yields that line to the iterator. So we would have a for loop that, that resembled to something like, I don't know, four line, column equal range. Uh, let's have a f- let's have a function here so th- the the right the right side of our range would be something like uh I don't know n- you know next line from the file and we could pass a, f- a file a file path for example and this function next uh, line from a file would be responsible from opening the file reading just one line for example and and in 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 a there, there will be a, f- a loop in there as well, but the, the thing is, uh, we would just yield one, one line at a time. So the advantage of that is that the color of of the the main the main for range, for example, uh, can can have some some kind of control. So let's say, let's say that the goal of this thing would be to find a line in that five gigabyte file that starts with something i i don't know an id of some sort and as soon as you find this id then you you don't need to read to read more so if that uh, if that line is at the uh, the middle of the file then you still you still only add to uh, to read uh, you know the uh, you know half of the file basically uh, and when you find that line you you can return so that you know there's a lot of reason to use iterators that is just one example that to me uh is probably something that i i would i would use right away um so i i, I won't go into into too much detail about how, how to uh to define this next line uh from from file function because uh it, it's a little bit uh you, you need to see that i think you need to see it uh it it has the yield keyword so basically you are returning a function that also kind of yield a function of a type and and we uh you know we will have full generics of uh, possibilities in there as well um so this function, re, this function that is yield, return a boolean. So this is what uh, the range operator will will be based on, and uh, and now uh, if the yield uh, if the yield called return false, it, it means that we are uh, you know we have exited the the main the main loop, and and now this uh, this iterator can just uh, you know close. Or do some cleanup uh, as they say uh, directly there so again I mean I I understand that from a podcast it it might be difficult uh, to see that but you know if we are just talking about iterators in general so whatever whatever the syntax for defining them you know it will will come in time but the point is I think it's interesting Uh, again it's you know it's not it's not like the generics or, or or things like that in terms of uh big changes but i can see uh i can see some usage and you might think you know well we we could already done that i've done that this 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 exact example so today how how how, how would i have uh handle a, a five gigabyte f- a file for example well i i would have used uh probably channels for 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 sure uh, probably a buffered channel that would be able to receive uh, some kind of data I mean uh, as soon as I'm reading a chunk of data I, w- I would pass that to a channel but again I mean like they uh, like they are saying and I fully adhere to uh, to this explanation as well um, inserting concurrency for just a, a for you know a for a loop basically is might might not be worth it you know for for all the uh, all the complexity that concurrency brings and you know it's 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 usually uh it's usually not negligible uh, the amount of, you know, just the amount of complexity. Even, even if Go is pretty, pretty, it, it's making it very simple to, uh, to build concurrent program, there's still a lot of uh, of risk of doing it wrong, potentially. And, you know, for something as simple as just wanting to iterate over something that does not need to be read in, in its entirety uh it's 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 very interesting and you you can think of having uh i don't know a, a huge uh database operation that uh that 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 just yields one uh one things at a time uh, and anything that can be uh that can be stopped as well and and that you don't need to uh to have a full slice for example is is great so again there there will be uh there will be a uh, I think a it's called a, a iter package which which will expose uh, a sec in a sec to uh, f- uh, you know structure basically where we can uh, where, where we can either return one item to the for loop or two so basically when, for example when you when you are doing a, a for range over a maps for example then then you are receiving a key value and when you are doing a for range over a slice you are receiving an index in a value so now it's it will be up to you if you're going to create an iterators uh, an iterator sorry it will be um, it will be up to you if you want to receive uh, to, re- to return just the the item itself or or two value and the two value can you know can be up to you It it's not uh, required to have an index for example it could also be uh it could it could also be two types two different types so one item and and maybe one one error for example the error type and now you have you have a way to uh because you know let's say let's say that we are reading this huge file one one line at a at time uh if someone is, or some process is is going to delete that file uh, our iterator will kind of encounter an error there, there will be there will be an error it will not be able to read from that file and we need to be able to uh, to send that to uh, to the for loop that is using this iterator um, so, I mean, I, I, I hope it, it was a little bit clear. It's, it's not, not very easy to, uh, to talk about those things uh, when there's a lot of new syntax uh, in, in, in a podcast, for sure. But uh, if you are interested, I, I encourage you to check that. For me, I mean, it seems to be good. I, I, I kind of kind of like the idea. To be frank, and I can see a lot of uh, functionality. So they were they were talking about the string that split, for example, in the standard library that that could have a a variant where uh, instead of returning a slice, it could return a a sequence, basically, uh, or an iterator. M- m- most uh, more specifically, um, so that that sounds that sounds great. I mean, if we uh, if we want to. Uh, to string split something that is is extremely huge, or or there's there's no need to traverse the entire uh, the entire thing. Um, yes, there, there's some value, and uh, I, I know that there's a lot of uh, of languages that do have the the yield keyword as well. So it's it's nice it's nice to be able to uh, to pass the control back to somewhere to some place. Uh, do something. Return. Re- return to that function. Do something. Y- yield. Yield back to uh, to the caller and, and whatnot. So uh, so all right. On that, uh, I will see you next week.